want to thank the McAlpine Meadery for sponsoring this episode of From the Stash Podcast. Located in Beach City, Ohio, 10035 Johnsford Road, 44608. The pride they take in the homemade mead. They take extreme pride and tradition in the ancient craft of distilling mead. Mead is another wine, but it's made with honey. They're available in over 36 states that will deliver straight to your door. They're in over 80 different retail stores. You can go to www.mcalpinemead.com. Again, you can go to www.mcalpinemead.com to order your very own mead. Mention from the Stash Podcast, and who knows, might get a little discount. Welcome back to another From the Stash Podcast. I'm your host, James Davis McAllister, and I'm doing a little reboot. If you haven't noticed, I have removed all my episodes, and uh, we'll get into that another day. Today, I'm reuniting with a scene brother that I past decade, um, more so the early 2000s, grew up with, played a lot of shows with, and uh, they're coming back. And his name is Dakota Rose, Dakota James Rose, uh, the front man of Worth the Wait. Um, without further ado, um, thanks for joining the show, man. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. What's going on with you? <laughs> Not a whole lot. I mean, with COVID and all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, these days are just... So spend, you're back. Yeah, most of my time hanging out at home with my family. <laughs> so you're back. Yep. Yeah, we're back. Why? Why? Uh, well, we wanted to get back into making music. Um, we, we took a hiatus that lasted longer than we hoped for, uh, in a sense. But life happens. Uh, I had children. I became a father. I didn't have enough time to dedicate to like making music the way I used to uh, when I had minimal responsibilities as a teenager. Um, and uh, Joe, he had a lot of personal life issues happen. And, uh, you know, just some things like that. It just takes a toll on your mental health. And you get to the point where you don't really want to do anything and you isolate yourself. And then as the time progresses, it gets worse. And then, you know, one day you're just like, hey, you want to give it another shot? And uh, that, that's, that's what we're doing now that we have some time to do it. <laughs> so is it just you and Joe or are you uh, planning on going full band? Or are you just going to keep it you two and maybe just have live musicians or have backtracks as far as that goes? What's your uh, mission? For that? I mean, no live shows are probably out of the question right now, but what do you have plans like with that? Cause I know you personally and you're not just doing this to do this. Like you're, you're going to take it super serious. You're going to play shows. So like, when you can. So what's your approach to that? Like, is it the two piece or what? Well, right now we're just a metalcore duo. I mean, it, it, I don't know if anybody else out there is doing it. <laughs> um, um, possibly, but if they're not screw it, do it. You right. pioneer that shit. Right. It's like 21 pilots, but with like hardcore music. I don't know. <laughs> 21 pilots no, I get it. I like, I like the two, the two piece thing. I don't know why, but we right now we're capable of doing everything on our own and it's almost a blessing to have only one other person to you know break the deal with you know it's like yeah when you come out you're like hey what do you think this you know do you think this sounds good and they're like yeah and then as opposed to bringing it to five four or five people and then there one person says and eh, i think we could change this and the other person's like and eh, i think we could change that and then the other two people are on board with you and so then you have to compromise a lot more when you have more people as opposed to like two people trying to reach a similar goal and like that have a really similar vision. And we've spent 
the past, I don't know, about six years. He actually lived with me for a while. And like we share the same tastes, similar, you know, styles and things like that. He's into music that's a bit heavier than what I listen to, but it's nothing out of, you know, my my scene of like what I would listen to. Like it doesn't fall away from anything. It's not something absurdly crazy, you know, out there like some Irish folk or anything <laughs> that would, you know, influence it. It's still in the same wheelhouse and uh, it just works for us. Now for live, we, we've talked about hiring musicians to learn the tracks to play live. Um, we've also talked about using backtracks because Joe's also a drummer and he plays bass and aside from guitar, he writes most of the guitar parts. I produce and engineer everything. He'll demo some stuff out at his house and then send it to me remotely. And then I'll listen to it and plug it in on my computer. And uh, then we'll just kind of bounce back and forth ideas. And I also, I can write drums, but I cannot play them. <laughs> if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. You know, like I can program them all day you know, like kick, snare, kick, snare, you know, whatever. But, you know, the fact that he knows how to play drums, I'll send him a drum track and he'll edit it to make it more uh, realistic in a sense, you know, like, well, this makes a lot more sense than this. Here's a better fill, you know, because I, I, I write generically as opposed to like, you know, how somebody would like naturally write it. I just fill it in really quick so I can have like a baseline to write the guitars to. Yeah. And so... Yeah, that's that's kind of how that works. But we plan on playing shows as soon as possible. Um, but that's probably not going to be doable until probably late 2021. That's the word. So, I mean, I'm still booking shows at a, a local place. But yeah, uh, that is the word from Live Nation. Uh, possibly in August, if we're lucky, you know. Um, yeah. Sky's Airplane. And like, they were a two piece. Do you remember them? They started out as a two piece. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually listening to them the other day and I'm like, oh my God, why was this on my iPod? <laughs> yeah, man. Jerry Roosh. And uh, it was him. Uh, he did yeah. the vocals and did the laptop, the iMac, and they had a guitarist. They didn't even have a drummer. The laptop was the drummer. Yeah, I know. It was just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like meaty fucking drums. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I just thought that. Sky's Airplane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that band, man. I talked to them on MySpace because, like, for some reason, I just kind of dug what they were doing yeah. in a way. Because I was into, like, that MySpace core. Yeah, it know, was. Vibe. It was that grindcore type of vibe that when grind was, like, the fucking, like, even, because there were songs that were, like, you know, it was when, like, grindcore, yeah. I, I don't think will ever reach the fame that it did then, you know, uh, Kill Whitney Dead. Oh, yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah. You know, my, I mean, uh, it was like Dr. Acula. Yep. Yep. Like, yes. I, I had Sky's Airplane and Dr. Acula both 2005, bro. Like, like what? Annotations for an autopsy? Yeah. It's chill. Um, um, what was that one band? Uh, the Black, was it the Barry? Oh, what the fuck was their name? Oh, damn it. This is going to be Blood Runs back. Black. Oh, it's Blood Runs Black. Yeah. Yeah. They were grind. Yeah. Somebody actually called us out, my band, uh, on one of our songs because they said it resembled and as Blood Runs Black song. And at that time, huh? I knew of the band <laughs> and I had never listened to them because, you know, I was, I grew up like, I was like post hardcore, you know. Yeah. Like, it's that, that core grind. And, butter, like, <laughs> and I, someone's like oh this is his blood runs black and i go and i listen to it and i'm like dude i've never really listened to this band 
Um, you can't have call someone out because they wrote a riff that goes right. Like it can be like, oh, that's this other band's riff. I'm like, dude, I've heard that riff a billion times. Like, there's a guitar riff that's in Attack Attacks. What if I can't check my MySpace when I get there? And every like three bands have used it, including Asking Alexandria on Not the American Average. And oh man, I forget. I think it. Oh, uh, a day to remember. Yeah. In um, what song was that? It always ends. It was with, it. Hey, um, Larry, I made a wax. What are you made of? Or was it earlier? Than no, that? no. It was. It was earlier. It was from for those who have heart, I believe. And it's just the guitar riff goes like. Dun, 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 I know. Dun, yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, I know exactly. Oceans is guilty. Stick sickly. Listen to um. Listen to Toby has a hammer for an arm. Yeah, the I beginning. know. I've heard it. You guys also have the Crimson in one of your songs. What one? By Atreyu. What one? Um, it's that clean guitar. Is it um, break. Sulfuric? It's in like a bridge. Oh, oh, it's Do Alligators Alligate, I think. Yeah, that's it. Yep, that's it. Hey, dude, I never <laughs> noticed that. You're so right. You're so yeah, right. I, I, yeah, I have, I'm guilty of it, too. If you listen to... Um, I think everyone Second Amendment about duck hunting. I think it has like a part that sounds like Creations by Miss May I. And a lot of people said that Scotty Does the Blow sounded just like Mass of a Dying Breed. And it wasn't even intentional at all. We literally wrote that song with Sewed from the Crimson Armada. And like, so then I guess you could say the intro also sounds like Juggernaut featuring Levi Benton by the Crimson Armada. Like... <laughs> that's um it's whatever no no dude, that's good like miss may i wouldn't be a band like if you listen to apologies are for the week and then listen to yeah. SLA dying's frail words collapse oh my god yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying like i mean i think that that just is it not only is it paying homage it's just showing what influences you and i don't see anything right, wrong right. with that man i agree i mean if you listen to falling in reverse is fashionably late they have atreus uh what was it called um now these aren't ripoffs these are just songs that sound similar <laughs> um oh shit was that razor blade kisses uh something i stopped fucking with mascara. ronnie i stopped fucking with ronnie um, when he uh kicked icy stars off that one tour i stopped fucking with ronnie he's a beast he's oh, one of the best yeah. vocalists of our generation i'll give him props for props for dude but I see stars. I, they're kind of like my bait. I helped book their very first tour back in 2006, seven and like, like two or three dates. And like they, so they have a special place in my heart. Kind of like how falling in, well, actually how escape the face has a special place in your heart. Um, yeah. which we can get into if you want. Um, and then we can go forward, you know, more about you, but I don't know if you, you want to fucking, you know, talk about that or whatever, but you know, so like they were like my babies. And then I, I saw what Ronnie did to them, you know, in their home city too. And, I don't know the whole story, you know, so it's me being biased as well. Uh, But I stopped fucking with Ronnie. So if there's anything you want me to hear, you'll have to send it to me. um, Okay. To to hear. Cause I mean, like I said, I love um, the guillotine. That's one of my all time favorite songs, man. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was at a EDM show like a year ago at a local bar. And after it was over, somebody like the person who was DJing put on like reverse this curse. It's like the last call was like, you know, being taken. And uh, I like was like drunk as hell and just like got out on the dance floor. I just started acting a fucking fool because I was like, ah, teenager years, man. Like it just it, nostalgia. You, you never know? you act a fool. Never. Come on. No, you <laughs> were you, you like you, Richie DeBow from uh, Suppressed Threat, now Featherweight, myself. 
I think um, us three definitely set the precedent. I mean, I, you know what was great about us three playing together? No matter what the order was, we always were like, man, we, you know, we, 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 um, we motivated each other. Right? Like if you went on before me, I'm like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta be at least as good as Dakota. Right. And, you know, or Rick right. went on and vice versa. So it was like a motivator and shit like that. And, and it's sad, man, right now. And, and this is a little off topic and anybody that listens to this fucking podcast knows I get on fucking rant sometimes, but I'm going to show up and let you talk. This is about you. It's about you, not me. <laughs> but like, what's sad now is it's treated as such a competition. Like we used to show trade, man. You give us a show in Kent, yeah. we give you a show in Alliance, and you don't see right. that anymore, man. And like it, that, and you don't even see bands. Period anymore. Everybody wants to be a rapper, and it's sad, dude. Uh, I miss those nostalgic, you know, days and stuff, and and. I, I fear that we'll never see those days again, but that was just a little tidbit I thought about, man. Cause it's, it's crazy dude that, you know, I mean, we haven't talked a whole lot lately and stuff, but I've always held you in high regard and the same with Richie. And, it, and it's just odd that I don't see that anymore. I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but it, it's sad, man. You know, it, it's sad to see that camaraderie um, between, you know, band members that aren't a part of the band. Like, you know, I'd be like, Hey Dakota, give me a shirt. I'm gonna wear it. You know, I want, I want to wear it while we play, right, right. you know, and you would do the yeah. same uh, for us. And right. you just don't see that camaraderie anymore. And it's sad. Um, I just, I don't know. And then this is why I'm so pumped you're back. Cause now I got you and letters to liar <laughs> oceans. We want to come back, but we're not going to do it on your level. Like we just want to play shows here and there for fun. Uh, but it's nice right. to see that you're coming back and um, letters is about to release an album and, that like we this scene needs both you guys man and featherweight as well i mean featherweight <laughs> as well there's three so there's three right there uh three ogs two in a way i mean letters and then it's your turn <laughs> letters like if you listen to their first album you'll be is that oceans and which it's super flattering because they were little kids watching us when we were oceans and so like yeah uh their song uh courage is cowardly it sounds almost just like toby has a hammer for an arm it's almost verbatim <laughs> And I love it. It's flattering. And what's really crazy is they used to open for us, right? Well, it got to a point where they got right. bigger than us in our town because they're from there too. And we started opening for them. And it was such a humble feat. Typically, 10 years ago, I probably would have been salty. But then now I'm like, as, as I'm a boomer, you know, my 30s, I'm like, holy shit, man, this is full circle, you know? And it was, right. it was a super humbling moment. But, um, so I heard your new single and, um, for those of you who don't, it comes out Friday, correct? Yes. Midnight? Friday. Midnight? Midnight. And yep. real quick, and we'll touch on this at the end, where can people uh, purchase it or stream it? Uh, you can stream it anywhere music is available, uh, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, so just Deezer, Tidal. Google work the wait. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, it'll be on YouTube Music. Um, we'll have a lyric video out and everything. Uh, everything drops Friday. So you'll be able to listen to it on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, and as, as I said, uh, anywhere music is streamed, you can purchase the track on Amazon, MP3, uh, iTunes, um, you know, and pretty much anywhere that it can be, you know, bought or streamed. Got you. Um, and I'm going to try. I can't guarantee listeners um, because the way I have it, I have a subscription service. I don't talk about much, but you can't subscribe to the podcast, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I paid subscribers anyways, long story short, I don't know if I'll be able to put it in here and they'll let this go on the, all the platforms. Cause I'm available on like 15 platforms. So I don't know, but I'm going to try to put a 15, 30 second clip, uh, here at the, um, I'm gonna put it at the end because I don't want to put it at the beginning. I'll put it at the end. So at least people got to skip back 
all the way down there, you know, to entice them, maybe to listen right. to the whole thing. But hopefully I can do that for everyone. If not, check it out Friday. Um, so we had spoke prior to this and yes. I, we were talking about, you know, I was like, well, you're going to do a CDP and you had mentioned maybe just doing the uh, singles uh, route. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant. Protest the Heroes has been doing that for like five years. They're like the biggest right. progressive uh, uh, post-hardcore band like ever. They're from Canada. If nobody's heard of them, look them up. Um, and that's what they're doing now. They have this monthly, they have a website, it's a monthly subscription service and you get a new song every month. So 12 songs a year. That's like an album. Have you thought about doing that or are you just taking a, doing it just fucking whatever, winging it and seeing how it goes? Right now we, we have a structure that we are using. Um, you don't have to give away your secret. Right. Right. Um, but we, we have a way that we're doing it right now that we're kind of testing the waters to see how well it does work and how responsive people are. If you look at other artists, and this is including rappers and uh, pop artists as well, if you the, the more content you put out, the more fans you gain. That's just you know pretty much how it goes because the more ears that can hear it, and then it, it, some people be like, well, that's everything you got, you know. Well, there's no there's no wall that you should hit, you know, in creating. Like if if you're a creator, then you know how to create, and you, if you just keep pushing it. And pushing it like we're not gonna you know obviously push ourselves to the limit and be like oh you know we need to do this we're trying to have fun with it this time around which is something that we didn't really do before thank you yeah we're still treating it like a business you know at the same time because obviously we want to you know feel kind of validated in a way it's like i've made more mute like money from like my music within the past six months than i have ever and that sounds crazy well, you're and a producer just too, right? Online. Yeah. So it's any that but money. This, this is, is just coming from stream shit. Cause I know you're well over a hundred thousand just for the one single, right? The last one, that one yeah. uh, for, um, uh, um, God. Slander. yeah, slander. Yeah, dead Check out slander on YouTube guys. It came out four months ago. Just type in work the way it'll be the top one. Click it. You won't, you won't regret it. So now was that from that or was it a little bit of it from producing? If you don't mind me asking, cause I am just curious. Oh no, this was all from that song. I believe and, it. And well, we have, we've, we've had a couple merch sales, but currently we're going through a third party source <sighs> um, with like merch. Like, I know it sounds crazy. Like a Teespring like type a of thing. Uh, yes. What's well, yes. less half you of know, you? Like and it's no money out of uh, pocket up front either. So I get exactly. it. Exactly. Like we're, we're starting from really nothing. This time around, you know, because we can't play shows, we haven't had a stockpile or a bank from selling merch at shows. We 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 can't go and promote anywhere. You know, all we have are our phones and our computers, and it's like okay, but we we we're getting more on track to where we want to be, and we're able to fund things better because we're actually netting profit as opposed to spending creating. And sometimes losing, right. like you know, there would be shows that we'd play where we'd make like eleven dollars. Oh know? yeah, I'm, I'm and, well familiar. Yeah, you didn't pay money because of gas and everything else. Right, exactly. And yeah, it's cool we gained some fans, but like at the same time, it's a business, man. We like to have fun with it, but it is a business. Like business, is business. I hate to say like, oh, you know, it's it's all fun, but no, you know, some people be like, oh, if you're an artist, you're an artist. It shouldn't be about money. Well, there's a time and a place where you know it gets to be a little bit about money, right? Because right. you have resources you have to pay for. Yep. They, they, you know, it's not just free press. Like 
you got to go out there and reach out to these people and they all charge a fee yeah. because they're giving you a service. I mean, if they have people that they can connect you to, right. then they're like, yeah, sure. $20, you know? Yeah, sure. A hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, sure. $300. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not all fun and games, you know, as, as people wish it were. Um, but I like now though, I'm at the point because I've had so much time to work on music, produce, engineer, create art, things like that, that we're pretty much operating all in-house. We're not really doing a lot of outsourcing other than for the merch. I'm still making the designs, you know, and like, it's just, uh, it's just a lot. No, it is. I um, I get it, man. Yeah. I was, and all my listeners know, so I'm not going to repeat it, but I was telling you about all the shows I've been doing and shit like that. And it is. And I know you, you're a perfectionist. Um, you like to be in control as do I. And by yeah. being, by wanting to be in control. And, and I don't mean that in like an arrogant way. The reason we like to be in control is because we know that we can do it. We know what we're doing and like, we can right, right. get it going in the proper way. And I think that, I think that, um, that takes a lot of responsibility. Not only that, oh, it does. but you put it more pressure so on yourself exhausting. than anyone else puts oh, on yeah. you, you know? Right. And it sucks. Like, cause I'll end up spending hours working on music or art, you know, just trying to get yep. like a release plan in place. And I'm, you know, contacting people all day, 24 seven. And since I'm not working right now, I have more time to do that. But then again, I still need to spend time with my family, you know, and like, I'll be stuck in my head doing all these things. And when I lay down at night, like, I'm like, oh, damn it. I forgot to send this out. I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. And oh, really, I, these are just like, I feel you it. know, I feel it. And then I'm sitting there having a panic attack. Yeah. Like, oh my God, is this going to do as well as I planned? Is this going to do as well as I'd hoped? And because I'm the only one pushing it. You know what I'm saying? I do. Like, uh, it speaks volumes of your character though, man, that, that shows your passion um, and your commitment to it. You know, it, uh, and real quick, it, it's a shame. And you, and you and I have seen it, you know, and we've been doing this. I've been doing it for like 16. You've been doing it for over a decade. Now, the thing of it is, we're still here. We're still doing it. How many other people right. are that we did it with? I can't name a single There's one so other than many. Richie, Richie from uh, well, right. They're doing it right now. Yeah. 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 You know, so, and that speaks volumes as well because Richie's so you got, you're more talented than I am overall. Right. So is Richie because Richie writes and produces everything for featherweight too. Um, well, he does a pre pros and he sends them off. Uh, or no, wait, did he, mm-hmm. he might've done it all himself this time. I don't know. Anyways, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I can promote book the show. Blah, 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 but I, you know, the, the true, and a lot of people don't know that's a true art goes into the recording, mixing, mastering process because it's like, it's like a recipe, right? And you put it on a bowl. Right. Well, that's stirring it all up and getting the right balance yeah. and everything. And I don't think people understand what goes in that. And typically what bands do for people that don't know, they outsource that. So they'll go to a studio and record and stuff. And for you to not do that, like that's, you know, that's gotta be, I mean, you know, cause it's your livelihood. You want it to be your livelihood and you have that potential. So right. I can only imagine uh, what that feel. I can't relate to that feeling because again, I, I we've always outsourced except for our last uh, demo, uh, Brooke, our guitarist recorded, but I didn't fucking record it, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, um, so typically, cause I'm curious, how long did it, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not necessarily recording, but the mixing and mastering, how long did that take for this last single? That's going to release so uh, Friday. <laughs> so long because what the way I want people, I, like to, I want people uh, to see the perspective. I just want them to hear like how many hours and shit that you put in this. And this is what you pay somebody upwards of thousands of dollars, even per song. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, how, yeah. How, how long? Well, we started writing this song two months ago 
okay and we don't practice we write on the computer we don't sit there and jam something out we go in with an idea and you know we work with that and i produce and engineer and mix and as i write and then it changes and then i'm like this sounds like shit scrap it let's do it again sounds like shit scrap it let's do it again and as i'm putting in we probably put in easily 25 hours into this song (laughs) like just wild shit because i'm like i don't like those samples take it out program it bounce it down and then i realize i hear a flub that i can't get rid of and then i'm like okay and i spent i think two hours just cutting transients for the kick because i was like what's muddying up my mix and then i'm like okay and then like i would have a couple issues where i'm like no i'm not gonna let this one get away from me like I did the last that I just kind of pushed out you know kind of raw and I wanted this one to have a a bigger sound I wanted to be fuller because listening back to the previous track it was lacking a lot it might not to regular people but to me playing each back to back it, it is so small as you know to my ears as opposed to the new one and it's not because it's quieter it's just it's just not is you know it wasn't I didn't get the delivery that I wanted but then again, I didn't have the knowledge that I had, like, you know, going into this one. And I even got a, a, a one month subscription to the Unstoppable Recording Machine, Nail the Mix, just to look over some demos real quick and see what could help me improve, you know, just for one month. So add that and, in the cost. Know, yeah, there's another $20, like, you know, out of my pocket and just to watch somebody else do it, you know, just yeah. so I'm like, okay, am I doing this correctly? You know, I want to achieve this sound. And like, you can only get so much out of YouTube tutorials, which are super helpful. But if you don't have the direct engineer or producer that you want to hear, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, say or do what you are trying to achieve, then it's just not going to be the same. And like, I was really trying to do a lot of replication, even though on my own, when I don't critique myself so much, I usually get a better result because you know, when you try to be somebody else, like in a way, like if you're, it's, it's perfectly fine to be inspired by people. Right. It's great. And uh, like, when you're like, Oh, mine doesn't sound as good. You know, I wish it sounded better. It's like, don't beat yourself up. Holy shit. You came <laughs> this far, you know? Yeah. And I'm my biggest critic and like, you know, having even just two people, it's like, I'll show him something and then he'll be like, sounds great. You know, but then again, he's not like a producer or like an engineer in that, right? He's a great guitarist and he's a great right, listener. It's, yeah, like, it's his work. Yeah. Apart, yeah. You know, things in the song and be like, no, we got to change these drums. That's I don't even hear the toms, et cetera, et cetera. So it'll be me and him mixing together some days and then he'll go home and then I'll work on the song for three hours the next day. And then he'll come back the day later and be like, yeah, that sounds great. And then he'll go home and I'll be like, all right. And then I'll tell my wife, I'm like, babe, the song's finally done. And then I'll give it a listen again. And then I'm like, this ain't done. And then I'll start working on it again. And then I'll keep working until it's shit again. And then I have to restart. <laughs> like being your own producer and engineer, you are your biggest critic. Oh, it's fucking hell. I and can't you imagine. Want to push out the most perfect, polished piece of material to give to the masses every time. And it's, it may happen, it may not. And I really wanted it to happen. So I worked way too hard. You end up it. in a padded room, my man. 
Right. <laughs> and like I was getting anxiety just listening to the song for so long. Like I don't even know how to. You were no, it. I like, do. I you were hearing it when for it last night. You were hearing it in dead silence and, and shit. Like you're probably taking a piss and it's dead silent. And you're hearing that still in your head. That song. Like oh, I get yeah. it. I I get it. Yeah, and like I'll be sitting there and I'm telling, I'm looking at the clock, and I'm like, holy fuck, it's been two hours, and all I've done was you know changed a couple dB, added some compression, some ducking. And, you know, I panned my fucking symbols <laughs> like there's I'm trying to streamline it and get, you know, and get a good template to work with. So these issues don't happen. Right. And presets, want, essentially. Exactly. And so I can just drag and drop. But the thing about our method is there's you can't do that, dude. Come on. Like, there's six, six to eight guitars. So you're too versatile playing at one time. There's two basses playing throughout the entire song. Five, there's a whole five, drum uh, that you're vocal working. tracks, it, maybe more yeah, at certain there's parts. Thirty, I think there's thirty-six Ooh, vocal tracks. Dude. Like you so, know, and they're all in their own own uh, track. And you're sitting there changing. You're like, does this sound good? You know, lower the compression, or does this sound good? It's like going to the eye doctor, and it's like one it's, or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's comparison for okay. people. A basketball Two player or three, and like you're just in there, you're like, I don't know because I don't really hear anything. Yeah, yeah, like, am but I hearing like, it? You come back, and then you're like, No, it was it definitely should have been three <laughs> after you get the product, you know? Yeah, like, no. I'll bounce it down, I'll be like, No, and then because on our previous on Slander, <laughs> there was mix 1.1 all the way up to 6.6, and that's where we finished it. Jeez, man, and, and up into chronologically to nine, and then and then it would start over. Yo, okay, geez. Yo, so that's what. 60 mixes yeah yeah more (laughs) i mean yeah it's just just, conservatively that would have cost you at least 2500 at at a professional studio at least bare minimum just for 25 easily i'm just putting in perspective for people like in my attic i recorded half of it in my bedroom i recorded some parts of my dining room that i wanted to add for the cleans i recorded um two of the verses at joe's house because he has like a studio at his house too where we work and i just pack up my computer and take it over there and like aspiring musicians listen to what he just said (laughs) you don't need uh some fancy ass studio and shit like that, man. Because once you hear this single, and even when you hear slander, you're like, oh, that sounds like Joey Sturgis, you know? And right. like, like it, those vocals, I recorded with a blanket over my head in my dining room while my like, no pop wife filter was either, huh? America's next. T- no, I used a pop filter. I couldn't get away with that. If I like an SM seven uh, B, mm-hmm. then, then I'd be fine. But have you tried to paint yeah. a sock? Have you ever tried a sock or anything like that? I, that, that was the early days. And yeah. I that was when I first started it, and then I, I've upgraded my microphone. I mean, it's just an AT, but like, like, is it a recording like an AKG, like that type, like an actual recording mic? Or are you using a a vocal mic? It's a condenser mic. Gotcha. It's okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. You need a pop filter. It's an no. You do. You, you do. Know, I was just curious because I do know bands. I never understood that. I know bands that don't use them, um, and they just hold the microphone far from them. Uh, but I feel like you don't yeah, get a no. full sound that way. You know. Right, like with the SM7B, I'm pretty sure I'm talking about the right mic. Yeah, it's an um, instrument mic, isn't it? Uh, there's the SM. Or is that the 58? That's the 58. Okay. I want to say it's 57 is what yeah. we use on stage. Right. Right. Yeah. The SM7B is like a vocal mic that like a lot of uh, studios use. I think Adam D uses one, and uh, if you listen to anything by Architects, they like always. That's what they always.
I want to thank Catholic Clothing for sponsoring this episode of From the Stash Podcast. I want to let everyone know that up until November 30th, everything on the website is 50% off. That's everything. So if you've ever wanted Catholic gear, now's the time to do it. Don't pass this up. We're talking top quality, top line designs and shirts as low as 10 bucks, some even lower than that, and you can't beat that. So head over to www.acatholico.com. That's www.acatholaco.com. Once again, thank you to Acatholic Clothing for sponsoring this episode of From the Stash Podcast. Oh, yeah, it's crispy. And, um, you don't really need a pop filter for it, but I see people put a pop filter in front of it still, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because the whole cage around it is meant to be that. Right. Um, you're double filtering. Right. So you're not going to get those cadences right. that you have. It, like you have these, these like, I don't know how to explain. Them. They're like these. Yeah, they're like, um, they remind me of an early Danny Warsnop, uh, Mike Heronica from The Worst Product. You have these, these accents. I'm using the same microphone. <laughs> they they have you have these um cadences um at the end where um I call them like a moaning because I do it too um and it's like it it's it's very unique. Oh, do you know yeah, what I mean? Like you like at the end it like trails off like <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like it's like yeah you know eh, you know what I mean but better than that obviously yeah. but it's um yeah. you have those cadences and I don't know that you could get that with a pop filter and then the cage around it too right. Not the rawness, because yeah, it sounds recorded, but it also has that raw authenticity. Oh no, you can you can definitely get them because architects Sam, their vocalist, mm-hmm. um, Sam Carter. He, if you listen to their album, um, I think it's called Lost Forever Lost. I'm not super familiar. Like I know who they are, and I've listened to a few of their songs, but I've never gotten into them. Um, so if you want to send me a song after this or tell it, say it now, uh, cause I'd love to get into them. I just, I look at their volume of work and I'm like, where do I start? Right. No, they, they, they are an impressive band. Yeah. Lost forever, lost together. And they have like, before the release, they put out like a whole little mini documentary about like everything going into their music, you know, studio shot, like sessions and things like that. And it's really cool because bands don't really make studio videos anymore mm-hmm. because they're shit. You know, yeah, like it's all produced. It's all produced in the UK. Yeah. And, you know, with like live drums and guitars, you know, we just do it digitally on a laptop. And then we're like, wow, that was cool. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's they, they, it kind of loses the appeal with people. But then again, at the same time, I guess you could look at that and be like, holy shit, they made that with that. Yeah, you're still writing it. You're still displaying the process that goes into that creation, whether it's fake drums or not. I mean, whether you play or not, that's not really making a like a huge difference because at the end of the day, you can still get essentially the same sound. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people don't know that your drums are going to be digital anyway. Like after you record oh, them, yeah, they get sample replaced. Yeah. Right, they're going to get they all just replaced to anyway. have the transients to put you know nowhere to put the kick yep. or the snare, yep. and you know, and they listen to the overheads and they're like, okay, this. A lot of people don't know, know that. Go here. You know, a lot yeah. of people think it's right. No, you record the drums so that the producer can oh, then yeah. go in and you know. Uh, typically, no at least 90% of bands do that. And pick up, like, well, I'm not going to say no microphone. There's a lot of bands that do have live drums, and those are like ACDC. That's what I'm, yeah. You know, like, we couldn't do that with rock. what we do, dude. There's no way, man. The no, China would be like, ah, you know, there's no way, dude. Right. It just wouldn't fit. And, like, that's what kind of killed me with, like, the new Avenged Sevenfold. It's not even new. It came out years ago, but I was just like, no. <laughs> Is it real? Oh, it's live. Drum. I was a kid. Live drum. But yeah, yeah, oh. they're real drums. Yeah. 
and like some people can make real drums sound amazing oh for sure and it's just like you gotta pay the price for that though i mean james hetfield if you're doing it like if you're doing it on your own it's just so much easier like but if you record or have if you send your mix off to an engineer chances are they're going to sample replace your drums or they're going to blend in a sampled kit to make it sound fuller hit harder i mean you can always go in there and eq everything and you know get what you want and use parallel compression whatever you want to do but in my opinion it's just it makes everything so so much smoother to work with and you can take out anything you want. I know some producers and engineers that literally go in and have their assistants edit, like they cut every drum to where they can have it. And then they will take, you know, if a kick, say you kick, you know, 10, 10 hits, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten. They'll sit there and they'll take those kicks and then layer those kicks in with the previous kick and then have that kick hit 10 times and then move the samples up and down to where you have a lead and right, so dubbing it so essentially same, yeah yeah and it's very tedious oh yeah but there are really 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 great engineers and producers like will joey sturgis man amazing work with guitars yeah joey sturgis al levy like these people they do insane work and it's even sod they take the time to do that but even they, sod like with your guys aside i mean he didn't too too bad man like honestly especially like for what it was and you know who he was, Sodomot from the Crimson Armada. Like, even with that, I mean, it, it does. It's so te- – I couldn't imagine, man. One song would have to take at least, like, 10 hours, dude, for drum track. Yeah, no. Like – Those those songs, we recorded two songs in four – three days and uh, with him. And there was super smooth. And we actually wrote the second one, which was Sky Does a Blow, while we were there. I did have to come back to track vocals on it, but that's just because I didn't have any written. And um, because it was like that, we're like, oh, we're going to do two songs. And we thought we were going to redo one of our old songs. And I'm just like, nah, scrap it. Let's write a new one. Oh. And he's like, I hope you guys write a new song. And I'm like, hell yeah. And we did it like on the spot. And it came out to be like, hands down in my I was opinion, just gonna song. I was just going to ask, because I love so uh, Ahmad. And you and I had, had the, well, you had the pleasure of recording one. Well, we had the pleasure of uh, playing with him as well. Um, what was that like, man? What was that recording experience like? Did you learn a lot from him personally? Not just recording, but like vocally and shit like that? I did. I would say I did. He had previously just came back from the studio recording Convictions, uh, the Crimson Armada's Convictions album. Right, their follow-up to uh, Guardians. Yeah, and he learned a lot from Brian and that he incorporated himself because there was actually demos from those albums before they went and recorded with him. And it was good to have that and uh, experience on his end to work with us. And he kind of just replicated what he did. And then I replicated what he did, you know, what so did. And like, you know, like layering vocals, for instance, the way that we did, if you hear singing on any sort of record, there's a good chance that there's about, Eight to twelve layers of singing. Yeah, I put two time on I put one two solid part. With, with a choir effect, depending because like I don't want it to sound auto tune. But yeah, I do oh, two. Yeah. I do two thick ass fucking layers, at least two, at least two, bro. Yeah, and like I'll so recording bands myself, they'll be like, "All right, was that okay?" And I'm like, "Do it again." And then they're like, "Okay, was that okay?" And I'm like, "Do it again." 
And then I'm like, okay, now that we have the one solid take, now let's do that four more times. And, you know, until yeah. it's like thick enough and you turn it, you obviously they're not all the same level and you can press them differently and pan them differently. So things like that. Do you suggest that? Cause I've not, I've only done, I think two, maybe three max. Like singing. Data Remember records, I think five singing tracks. One is, you know, two are centered. Mm-hmm. Uh, two are panned 50 and then two are panned a hundred. And these are all separate. Side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how I've always done them separate as well. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, people are like, can't you just copy and no, you can't copy and paste it. You're just going to have the airplane effect, you know, just, it's just yeah. You know, yeah. Like I mean, there's like a couple of places where that works now with like artists, like Lil Peep and stuff oh, like that. Come on, dude. No offense to Lil Peep, man. Cause I, I do like, I had nothing against Lil Peep, but let's be honest, man. I, like what he does is not even, I'm not saying he's not as talented, but like, as far as like a vocal recording type of thing, it's not even a 10th of what, goes into like metal core especially when oh, you're singing because no, no. no, like people don't understand we do highs mids lows yells singing different octaves of singing like there's literally um up to 10 plus different octaves notes uh falsettos vibrato like there's so much that goes into being a good metalcore vocalist especially one that sings as well which is rare yeah you know it's rare that you have a screamer that sings too you know mainstream i can think of telly smith i'm trying to think of another one um chris roder um yeah chris roder's great i'm trying to think of, no i can't you know because it's that rare bad omens uh vocalist um noah sebastian maddie mullins really yeah um ronnie yeah ronnie's good danny he's really screamed too much anymore no nah, he's all the singer yeah. yeah he's all the singer man. um so basically oh, i would say one out of every 20 maybe possibly has a chance of doing that long long term right because touring and shit like that i mean you're gonna murder like telly smith that's why like they went butt rock and shit like i mean you can only do that demanding of vocal stress on your diaphragm vocal cords and everything because you know you know this screaming is not natural and what happens is you're you know it flaps and they flap together and essentially you're, you're every time you scream even if you breathe properly you're still damaging your shit, no matter what. But, well, I know what it doesn't matter if you know what you're doing. It's not a natural human function, right? Right. Like it's weird because you know I tried like when I was like first like learning how to scream. I was honestly inspired by Corey Taylor Slipknot. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like ten years old. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you know, da, 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 da. and that's I'd not even screaming. You know, it, right. And, you know, I, I would just push and push and push. And then, like, I finally what, – what happened, because I, I can't scream like normal people can, I guess you could say. Because, um, like, the fry scream, oh, yeah, you turn into this. No. Like, people have two sets of vocal cords, and I use not my talking ones. <laughs> like, I can use both at the same time, and it sounds really weird. But it's kind of like that falsetto part. Like, if you can talk with that while using your regular one. Which a lot of people, I don't know if anybody even can. It just sounds like this when you do it. Yeah, like Cookie Monster. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. So whenever we've ever, I'm trying to think. Well, you've gotten. Listen, um, your newer stuff, and I'll say, not that your old stuff was bad, but you've gotten gotten better tenfold, man. You can tell that you found yourself sound wise, and you're not like yeah. discovering. You know what you want vocally. At least it sounds that way. Right. And it's more, not that your old shit wasn't solid, because I want to make that clear. It, it, it's now more, not even structured, but now it's more confident sounding. And it has this sound to it where it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> um, 
this is there's confidence behind this. It, it sounds good. It's strong. Um, it's it's thick. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. If that makes sense, man. I don't know if that makes sense, but like <laughs> you've gotten better, man. Well, typically what happens is people get worse. I'm a better singer now than I've ever been <laughs> clean. My, yeah. my highs are better than they've ever been, but my lows have been lacking a little. My actually not my, my mids, bro. My mids are not what they used to be, you know? Um, and that's smoking. You know, a lot of it's smoking. I know if I just quit smoking, that would change, but you know, it, it, it it's, it's weird because you know the order you get and stuff typically you get better at things but vocally that's it's it's the complete opposite it's kind of like an athlete you know um you know a football player you know the order you get the harder it gets to do these things especially metalcore and what we do people don't understand the stress that you know i mean uh craig owens you know his lungs have collapsed how i think at least twice that i'm aware of you know crazy while performing taste chaos tour it happened once and like it's, it takes so much breathing. Like people don't understand, like, especially with you, because I didn't realize that your songs, uh, your order stuff was like over 200 BPMs, which means 200 beats per minute. And you like, you go from blah, blah, blah. Like you don't stop, man. Like, so you're breathing. Uh-oh. You literally have, you don't even like, you don't even have half a second to go, you know, and catch that breath. So like, you're just going right, right in. And I do that in a few of my songs too. And people do not understand what that, Anybody listen, hold your breath for two minutes. Don't breathe. Right. That's what it's like. <laughs> I mean, there's t- there's reasons yeah. like, you know, myself and you too, like get on our knees and start screaming or whatever, because we have to, our diaphragm and our lungs, I mean, they can only hold so much air. And once that goes, right. we're still pushing out the sound. With- no, yeah. I'm on the, I'm on the verge of passing out half the time. It ha- it's happened a couple of times. Yep. And like, Me too. I fell into the drums before. I'm like, okay, I need a break, you know? And like, I'll feel it happen because I literally almost collapsed to my knees when it happens. And I'm like, oh, you know, like somebody just turned off the lights and I'm like, oh, no, nope, I'm still back. OK. And, you know, you just kind of ride it out. But now that happens just sitting up. <laughs> like, right. Right. I'm so out of shape. It goes back and to like, conditioning. I don't even practice my vocals. I haven't like whenever we go to record now, I just do it. Yeah, like, that's what I've done with Oceans too recently, and which is fine. But and you know, like, wait till you do it live; you're not, gonna hate your life. Oh yeah, definitely. No, I I do not have the stamina that I used to. You, you'd be all. surprised. And I've also gained like you know fifty pounds, and I eat like shit, and I'm not your adrenaline adequately. You know, you're a natural performer, and your adrenaline, like I, I know this sounds, you'll get it done, but you're either gonna a puke or you are gonna pass out or something. But you'll do it. I know you, man. Uh, you say that, you know, because you are out of shape, you know, you haven't done it forever, but um, you'll be able to do it, dude. But like, it's going to be super fucking hard, man. Like you're going to, it's dude. I, I've even noticed my stage presence. I've, you know, you know me, I was fucking, I was a wild boy, you know, as you were you know, right, fucking right. wild. Well, now I'm still wild. Don't get me wrong, but it's more tame because like when my singing parts come up like 10 seconds before that, I try to calm down a little bit and get my heart rate down, Um, right. you know, it's to articulate the singing and shit. And, you know, uh, we haven't like put out any new material in like, like three years or whatever. So everybody knows our singing courses anyway. So I'm fortunate enough where I can just hold the microphone out and let the crowd handle it. Right, right. So like, um, I, I have all, I think you could do it, but dude, yeah, it's, you know, and what a lot of people don't get when you record songs, especially if they're new, you don't know what that's going to be like live. Even if you practice it, it's no. still different live. And then you go live yeah. and you're like, why did I do this to myself? 
Right. Yeah, no, I already know. I'm going to have a stand. <laughs> yeah, no, I would for sure, man. I think that it shows professionalism too, growth using a stand, Um, yeah. you know, for certain parts. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're front men for a reason. And that means more than just being a vocalist. You're also, you're not an actor, but you're an entertainer, dude. You know, um, right, the, right. the centerpiece of a yeah, band is a vocalist. <laughs> right. I mean, there'd be like times, I mean, we got to the point where we just started bringing our own mic. You know, yeah, like that's what we did like too, that. yeah. Right, I mean, now you should. Anybody out there playing shows, you should definitely bring your own mic. Yeah, regardless if you think COVID's are real uh, or not, which, like I'm skeptical about it, you should do that anyways because – um first of all like yeah just do it man because like it's yeah. it's just the, the right thing to do man it is flu season regardless of COVID or not not only that it's just respectful because you know a, a lot of these venues that we do play they're poor man and and those microphones aren't cheap you know and and it's um you don't want to fucking be up there how do you know if that guy that guy may have uh uh you know gingivitis or something going on in his mouth and he's spitting all over that mic right i Split my lip on so many microphones. Oh, dude, I'm sure we've swapped blood many how. a time, dude. But I split my lip. The last show I played was a rap show at the Outpost in Kent, like a week or two weeks, about two weeks ago with my buddy. He asked me if I could come out and perform with him. I produce all his music. I'm like, sure. Who? Who real and, quick? Oh, it's my buddy Platty. Oh, dude, yes, that's where I saw you a couple years ago. You were with him. He's the shit. But go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and so you yeah, busted your cool lip dude. open yeah and like i even had the mic on the stand i took it off for a couple of times because i scream in a couple of the songs and like they're rap songs but yeah whatever. i do that with my buddy billy and, i scream in his songs that's cool yeah and you know so i get into it and stuff like that but then again i'm thinking okay there were about seven other people on the stage before me that held this microphone i don't know if they split their lip on this microphone it's dented to shit you know, I don't really know where it's been. I'm sure it's full of food crumbs and other particles. I didn't see anybody lice all this thing down. Right, black mold. Like, literally, like a week later, like not even like four days later, like my lips all swollen and shit. And Infected. I don't know if it's from just where right. I cut it, but you know, you don't know what could happen. No, you just bring your own microphone, yes. tape that shit up, and. Yes. So your cord doesn't fall out because venues don't like it when you throw their microphones. Right. Around. Yeah. You remember mine, bro. And, I like seven layers of duct tape on that shit. Well, so did you yeah, for yours, I. dude. I got yeah. inspiration from yours actually. Cause I remember on your cord, you had like different colors of duct tape going down it, but it was just two, but it like looked striped. I remember I took inspiration from you or that. My, yeah. my mic was leopard print, cheetah print uh, tape. And then it was green and like white. Uh, tape going down the thing. God, I was. So yeah, mine was just green and black. And, uh, but because we would play shows and the cord would just pop out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, what the fuck? You know, somebody cut the. And I look and I'm like, I have no cord. And, you know, so then I started taping it up sideways, whatever. And then I never had that issue again. Mm-hmm. And, but there's also no on and off switch on it. Right. You know, because it was a decent mic. <laughs> right. And um, metal vocalists never use a wireless mic. Never, ever, ever. If you do metal vocals and you scream it all and you use a wireless mic, you do not. Don't just don't use a wired (laughs) mic, man. Wired mics all day. SM uh, 58s use them or uh, yeah. No, SM 57. What help me here, dude? Is it 57 that we use live? Yes. Right. There's the SM58. And 58 and 57 is the guitar, uh, the, the amp. Yeah, it's SM57, yeah. Yeah, I used to use that sometimes too, man. You get a really good a sound. Throw those on snares. 
Yeah. So like, yeah, use a corded mic, man. Like don't fucking try to be goddamn Howard Jones from uh kill switch and shit. And Corey Taylor, use a wired mic, man. I'm telling you, dude. I, so you get there and you can pay like a thousand dollars for a fucking microphone. Yes. With a wireless setup that is hooked to your hip, not at the fucking soundboard. Like, you know, right. yeah, yeah. It, it's, I, I did it twice. Um, and it was some of the worst experiences I've had vocally, man. Cause like every time I'd hit a certain high pitch, it would cut out the mic. Right. You know, cause like, I guess the receiver or whatever, my apologies, I live right beside train tracks. So that's train going by. But so like certain parts would just like cut out or fade out or whatever, or if you got too close to a monitor or whatever. And yeah, yeah so that that's, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, know if you'd agree with me in practice, but that's it. Yeah. Like you're right. Yeah, that's okay. Of course. Know. But like, I, yeah, I would never use a, uh, because a lot of people don't understand microphone is an instrument, man. It really is. I mean, there's so, yeah. you know, techniques, everything like that. Well, we're getting uh, late in here now. What I do want to, uh, there, I'm going to give this, you know, to you and, um, you know, we touched on a single and stuff, but if you want to elaborate a little more on that, um, you know, tell everybody the name of it and stuff and let them know when it's coming out again. And I'll preface this right now. I will have um, the links that uh, Dakota wants me to have for worth the wait under uh, this uh, description, but you can just simply Google it, man. They're everywhere. All you gotta do is type in worth the wait. Um, I don't know if there's any other bands called. I'm not sure, but they're the one, there is one that just was on the voice or something like that. No, these are the oh, ones. Yeah. yeah that. They got 11 K <laughs> you, uh, this Dakota has over 11 K 11,000 likes on Facebook. That's almost like almost 12. That's him. Yeah, That's them. Um, but this is uh you, man, take this, like, you know, this, the rest is five minutes or whatever. And, uh, um, use it at uh, your leisure. <laughs> All right. For sure. All right. So, um, this song, I guess I'll give you a little, little background on it. We, we wanted to write something fun that you could move to, um, something that wasn't so down, um, you know, as opposed to like a lot of the stuff that's coming out now, like, uh, wage war, great band, sad music. <laughs> yeah. I can't write uh, you know, any positive. Great band, mostly downish music, architects, great band, sad music, you know, it comes like, with the territory. Rise, Right. They just put out a, a solid album. You should definitely check it out. Uh, Post-Human Survival Horror. But we wanted just to bring like kind of like the, the, the fun energy back to it. So there's a lot of electronic influences in it. Ooh. Um, so that, yeah, you know, and I kind of got like a little juvenile myself while writing it because it was just, I, I was tired of writing the, like just stuff that was like, not, not that it was real or authentic. Uh, you know the song super serious like you but wanted something yeah. super serious yeah you, you know? want to take and an attila like, type of attack uh, approach like yeah, a bronze yeah, more yeah. yeah you know like something just fun something you could party to something that you could just like the song is literally about just kind of losing your fucking mind so you know just like drinking entirely too much losing everything that you have you know running up a tab of like 300 dollars, you know and not realizing it and, you know, it's just like you're all over the place. But at the same time, there's just like no fucks given. Right. And, you know, people kind of got really serious, like, you know, musically and even just in average life. Dude. You know, it's, it's dark times right now. <laughs> yeah, I can't and write positive things. To, like, like we just kind of wanted to write something regardless of what we're going through. That'll kind of help people like, you know, well, just make good. people feel better. Thank you. you like. Know? <laughs> maybe I can take some inspiration because I cannot write anything positive. Right. 
like it was it was kind of like it wasn't tough at all but you know it's just different it's like outside the wheelhouse and we definitely don't want to box ourselves in and you know just just have fun with it you know don't take anything serious you know i mean unless it's something serious that you need to right no no i get you man you know it ain't that serious you know like music shouldn't be that serious i agree no i agree i agree with you like you know if you want to tell your story that's awesome you know i want to hear about it and if you just want to let loose and have a good time i want to be there (laughs) you know and that's that's just what i wanted this song to kind of be about um the title itself actually came from a certain liquor that i'm not going to name um that just kind of put me over the edge a couple times and i don't think i'm going to drink it again but yeah it's black i already (laughs) Um, know it's my favorite and uh, (laughs) so that's where i got the the name blackwater uh you know so don't get it confused with the uh military contractor Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's 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 just something fun, and we just really wanted to put that that fun, you know, carefree energy need back it. into it. We need it, man. Like um, I miss seeing people smile at shows instead of like crowd killing everybody, and then you know, <sighs> have getting into some argument about something somewhere, and Preach. I'm just like, why can't we all just have a good fucking time? Preach, you know, like, Preach. <laughs> and that's just really what we wanted to accomplish with it. It wasn't anything that you know we were like you know we didn't want to hold ourselves back at the same time because we're used to being serious and we treat everything so seriously all the time that it takes away from like the authenticity of like yeah we're in a band yeah Yeah, you know it's it's good to have good people around you know hear that friends have a good time like people are going to hear in the recording that yes it's a fun song but you took it seriously at the same time, but you didn't take oh, it serious yeah. to a point where you're like, you know, uh, real like my, for instance, one of my lyrics is, you know, just put her six feet on the ground. She doesn't deserve a casket, things like that. It's, you know, <laughs> you're, you're still going to hear that in the production. And not only that, the vocals, the, the guitar work and everything. So, I mean, just because you're writing positively does not mean that you're not honing your craft and taking your craft seriously. Right. And we, we took some really bold moves on this song um then did things that we wouldn't normally do because like i i draw influence from so many places and like like young blood he's like really he's like getting really big now and like i just think that he's so cool the way he just does things so effortlessly he just records shit and he's like fuck it that's it and if it's not a song it's not a song and if it works it works and like i just try to use like a similar mentality with this one like you know take it take it push it you know, if you're like, fuck it, I don't see anything wrong with it. If people have an issue, then that's just weird. <laughs> like, I mean, if somebody listens to music and they like it, they're not a critic. They just enjoy it. And either there's a lot of those people. That's the majority of the people. Now, I, I'm not, you know, sending this out to Time Magazine, you know, to get four out of five stars or something. All right. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just I'm just wanting to have fun with it. Yeah, and I'm just trying to let it stand for itself. And I think it will. Um, with that being said, remind everybody when it comes out. And um, again, everybody, just go to – I'll be tagging it. I'll be posting on my personal page. Yeah. But just we go have, to have a, Go ahead. We have a link tree, and uh, oh. it has literally all of our links yeah, on Yeah, I have one for the podcast. 
Yeah, if you just go to like linktr.ee slash WTW official, it, it's gonna be, be in this, everything. but the, it comes out midnight Friday, yeah, yeah okay. Friday morning. If you want to get technical, right, get technical, yeah. right, Blad, then that's Black Friday. Um, in yeah. fact, the first five people that hit me up, I will buy you a copy of it. So if you hit me up, the first five people to hear this, hit me up in the inbox, I'll get you the copy of it. Um, and that is literally a first come, first serve, and it has to be through messages. So I have the timestamp. So that people get about one message, blah, blah, blah. But the first five people that hit me up, it's on me. Um, so hit me up. That shows me too that you've listened this far. And that uh, and it's just a way for me to not only show my appreciation to you, but to show my appreciation to listeners and stuff. And, you know, um, just get back in whatever way that I can, you know, not just this podcast, man. But I, I think that now more than ever, um, we need to support each other, you know, more so you're more active with the music and you want to do it more actively. I don't, right. You know, I want to do this and help you. Right. Be right. Active, yeah. So. No, that's great though. I mean, just never stop pushing. And also if you guys have Spotify, we have a Spotify pre-save link uh, on our page so you can find it's also in our link tree. And we're probably going to end up doing a merch giveaway here in a couple days before the release. So if you pre-save our song that automatically enters you into the giveaway and we have your information if you allow us. When you go to the link, it'll ask, you know, give this artist your email. And as long as that box is checked, we'll be able to contact you or, you know, at least try. Right. Um, but, you know, if you do that, just send us a DM on either the band page, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that. Uh, just get a hold of us. Let us know that you did. Send a screenshot. Boom. You'll automatically be entered to win a piece of merch you're choosing. So, yeah. And that's that's awesome of you to do that, man. Like, uh I think that uh, <clears throat> that's that's I, I think that more uh, bands need to take that approach, you know, uh, you know, because you and I both know that, um, you know, um, merchandise is walking advertisement. And I, I, think I was it's literally a, about to say people are walking billboards. And, yeah, you know, it's, it just it, takes one good word to really you know, make a difference. And it's essential. Well, with that said, because, you know, me and I know you, we could sit here for nine and a half hours. But oh I do want to bring yeah. you back. And I'm thinking well, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe like next week or something. And then we can revisit this and be like, you know, yeah, that'd be cool. um, because like, I don't care about like, well, you just had them on last week. I don't give a shit, dude. You know, like, OK, I had them on last week. What the fuck do I care? Well, well, what's I don't give a fuck. But right. like with that said, man, I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your day, man, and uh, dealing with my uh, man of cast and my crazy schedule and bullshit happening. Oh, man. I'm, I'm in the same boat, bro. <laughs> I appreciate your patience, man. And uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you, dude. It really was. Yeah, man. you too. Um, Without further ado, man, uh, Dakota Rose, worth the wait. Um, check it out. Black Friday, midnight. Yup, yup. It'll be out. All right. Peace out, man. Later. You can now support the podcast by monthly subscription for 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. Just click that support button. And all the people that already have, I really deeply appreciate you. From the bottom of my heart, I mean it. And all the people considering and all the people that are going to in the future, thank you so much. Much love.